Welcome to the Starting With One podcast, Success Leaves Clues series with Robin Bailey and Al McDonald. Have you ever wondered what makes someone successful? What are they doing that is different? How do they achieve greatness? We believe that success leaves clues. In this series, we are interviewing very successful people from different walks of life to hear their stories. We'd like to remind our listeners that the views expressed in this podcast are those of our guests and not necessarily those shared by our hosts. Welcome back to the Starting With One podcast, Success Leaves Clues series. Thank you to our audience for helping us achieve our top 20 of 2021 for all of North America status. Today's episode is sponsored by Life and Legacy Advisory Group. We believe sound financial advice improves people's lives. We are also brought to you by ARIA Benefits. We believe well-designed employee benefit programs enhance people's lives. I'm your host, Robin Bailey, here with my co-host and business partner, Al McDonald. Al, how's your day going? What do you got planned for the weekend? Going well so far. Uh, of course, uh, f- podcast Fridays are always great days. Well, if, if the weather cooperates, I'm planning on being on my bike again. So that's usually my plan in the summer if the weather's good. You're going to be out on your bike and I will be uh, relaxing on the patio if uh, if the weather holds out and all goes well. So I'll be thinking about you while I'm uh, <laughs> climbing up those hills, you relaxing on your patio. Hopefully there's a cold something in your fridge uh, when you get back from your ride uh, that you can enjoy. So let's, let's hope for uh, good weather. Well, I'm excited to be back. Always have uh, great conversations offline and the conversations that we do have offline that turn into great ones. I just always want to have them go online and today is no exception. So today's guests are Kareem Nassar and Ali Rihani from mednow.ca. And what is Mednow, you ask? Well, we're about to find out. Welcome to the show, Jets. Thank you, Robin. Well, well, Kareem, why don't we start with you? Because, you know, there's two of you on the show, and so we should go back and forth, and we'll give everyone an opportunity to chat about what the company's doing. Why don't we start with what is MedNow? Because from our chats offline, MedNow describes itself as a virtual healthcare provider anchored in pharmacy. And then, so maybe start with what is MedNow.ca? And then maybe as a, as a second follow-up, why is all that important? Again, thank you for having us, Robin. And Really to summarize it, you kind of started us off with the value of what we're giving as a healthcare technology company is steady anchored in pharmacy. We're really after creating an incredible customer experience that will help us disrupt a $47 billion market through three key things. We're after a national pharmacy offering, a product that is superior digitally, as well as an experience to our consumers of healthcare. And then lastly, we want to be able to have same-day logistics and delivery in all of the major uh, cities in Canada. So really, the idea is to create this extremely convenient healthcare offering, starting in pharmacy, but extending it out into virtual telemedicine, mental health support, and so on, so that we have many reasons for people to come to see MedNow and really kind of build MedNow to be this household name in healthcare. I remember years ago doing a podcast with one of the virtual healthcare providers out there, and I remember thinking, wow, this is really forward thinking. And, and, and I remember chatting with clients back then. And it was one of those conversations where you knew they were listening and they might have thought it was interesting, but it was one of those things. Eh, yeah, that'd be nice one of these days, of course. And, and fast forward to the pandemic where everything has changed. And even in my own family, I remember my wife and I had never thought about using a virtual healthcare provider or a digital pharmacy platform because 
you took for granted. You could drive to the pharmacy, you could drive to the doctor's office and, and things have changed so dramatically, especially in the beginning when doctor's offices were shutting down, they didn't necessarily want you in there. People didn't necessarily want to go out to, to a pharmacy. And I remember my wife using one of these virtual healthcare platforms for the first time. And right from the very beginning, the whole patient experience was just incredible and the ease of use. So the channels that had been roadblocks had been put up, let's say those were taken away and the ease of getting that care was made so easy for down to you've seen the doctor, here's what you need. Your prescription is digitally going over to the, to the pharmacy now. So I think one of the things we've, we've learned in this is there's, I would say better ways to do things. Not that everything in the old way of doing things and not initially a bad way of doing things, but I think, and it's one of the reasons why I wanted to have you on the podcast, because I think it is such an interesting platform that you guys have created and you're, you're offering a lot more than just digital pharmacy. Would that be a fair assessment? Yeah. And, and we always like to think we're different. The reason we think it's not necessarily always better is because every person has a different need out of healthcare. Uh, and it's really important that there's an option for everybody. Really what MedNow is doing is creating a really strong option for the digital channel, starting again in pharmacy and then progressing into the other healthcare services that we habitually use. So you just gave that great example, Robin, around your wife and, and accessing telemedicine. You know, it was just something that we've always wanted to do. Some other provinces had kind of started the journey even before the pandemic, but exactly to your point, the pandemic came and it just kind of fast forwarded all of us down the line what would have been a multi-year project to get everybody on telemedicine and then eventually to virtual pharmacy and all of the aspects of going virtual in healthcare had to be fast forwarded, as you know, because of you know the restrictions that pandemic brought on us. The exciting thing is now that we're all hopefully on the other end of this horrible thing in the pandemic, some new norms have been established in healthcare due to this digital channel. And really, really interesting to see now with us having a little bit more luxury about moving around and going to be with people again, how many are going to still prefer to stay the virtual route because it's convenient. You didn't have to get out and leave your place. It's all coming to you. And then even further, and this is something that's, I think, pertinent to you guys being in the benefits business, benefits is all about really making sure we know what the expenditures are. Drug expenditure is a significant part of benefits, of course, as you guys know. And we truly here at MedNow believe that when you create a digital channel, you also create a way to capture more data and really understand the behavior of consumers and what medications they're taking and for what reasons, so you can probably support them better. And again, work towards these ideas of reduction in drug spend and just better patient management. And actually, this is always a good point for Ali, my co-founder and a pharmacist, to give us a little bit more as well a perspective around you know, digital and how it touches on pharmacy. Ali? Thanks for that, Kareem. Yeah. And to go back to your question, Robin, in terms of, you know, more than just the pharmacy, I think the pandemic kind of has shown the, the kind of world that pharmacy is more than just a pharmacy in general. Uh, it's a healthcare anchor. It's the most accessed healthcare profession. You access your pharmacist five times on average. It's actually 10 times more access than the a family physician. So the holistic approach, the interdisciplinary approach of pharmacy is the one that, you know, we're taught early on in university. I am a pharmacist, Kareem mentioned, and graduated 2006. And we're always taught to work in, in kind of collaborative teams with the physicians and nurses and, and nutritionists. But when we come out into practice, there's a lot of silos and things are broken up. And a lot of times people are just referred back and forth. And so our approach is a little different in that we're really coming with a holistic offering, you know, with the launch of MedNow Virtual Care, 
and some of our other programs that will be coming out in preventative medicine and nutrition, we really believe that owning that last mile delivery, which is you know one of our focuses, will allow us to really provide alternative services other than just the commodity of pharmacy. We kind of like to say we're about people, not pills. And so people don't only take medication, they have a diet, they exercise or don't exercise, they have to see a doctor that has to prescribe those meds. And so we feel that an ecosystem that links all these things together is kind of the vision we have for healthcare. We feel that's better healthcare. It makes total sense what you guys are talking about. And to Robin's point, I can, I can speak to that too. Having, having three kids, we've taken the advantage as well of online access to whether it be prescription or telehealth or whatever the case may be um, during the pandemic. And you're right, after everything is, you know, quote unquote over, if that's going to happen, why wouldn't you continue on doing some of the stuff? Because it is convenient. It gives you access to some providers that you may not have had before simply because of distance and some of those challenges. So it makes total sense. Ray, maybe you can talk a little bit about, uh, if you can, some of the key challenges that you think MedNow is solving. You've already spoken to a few of them, and I like to always kind of centrally think about it around access to healthcare. You're really thinking about solving what have normally been a burdensome act, you know, again, especially, as I say, during the pandemic, leaving your house, going to the healthcare provider, kind of bringing the health to you through a digital channel is not unlike anything else that we've already kind of been experiencing. The trend of on-demand tech-powered solutions, we've seen it happen with Uber Eats. We've seen it happen with, you know, if you kind of contemplate any kind of consumer app, like e-commerce apps like Amazon, bringing things to you while you're sitting at home. Healthcare has been wanting to do this for a while, and the challenge has always been a combination of regulatory limitations, reimbursement limitations, and of course, consumer habit itself. So what we've managed to solve for has been all those three challenges, the regulatory aspects, the reimbursement aspects, and definitely the consumer a habit of going to healthcare in a digital form. And a lot of that has been fast-tracked due to the pandemic. What we expect to continue to do and the challenges that we're after solving is really bringing together more pieces of what healthcare is. So a key one, of course, is telemedicine or virtual health, as ever way you might want to refer to it. But being a little bit more to what Ali was mentioning around this interdisciplinary care, can you really bring those two healthcare providers together in a way that the result of it is a better experience for the patient and eventually better health outcomes because of it? So really adding more and more to this intricate mechanism of health. Again, you know, we mentioned mental health. We just made an investment in a platform that supports assessment of mental health and can be used today, you know, in a time where it's most needed to support patients of mental health, really about piecing all these things together. And then even more, you know, you can, you can bring in paramedical services, you can bring in nutrition, you can bring in all of your other needs that could come in pharmacy or otherwise in health, that would be more of a consumer driven buying trend. So that's, I think the real challenge is. We're so used to getting our health in pieces. The key, key challenge that we're trying to do is really bring it all under the same roof and then it kind of feels a bit more contiguous and more, and more kind of holistic. That for us is the biggest challenge. But I mean, there's, there's a long list of other challenges, but I think if we can do that and do it really, really well, it will transform the level of healthcare that people can experience beyond what is just purely available in the physical realm. You used the term in their consumer habit. What's been your experience with the uptake? Like, are people embracing this? Or do you think that, again, if the pandemic is, again, quote unquote, over, do you think that people will go back to the old ways? What are your thoughts around that? 
Yeah, I mean, kind of to follow up to that question, um, you know, in terms of the problems we're solving, it kind of leads into to this question as well, is we feel that technology is heavily underutilized in the Canadian healthcare system today. And so I would answer what problem are we solving? We're, we're trying to utilize technology to provide value and efficiency where it's desperately needed. Our system is fragmented. A lot of people don't have access to very basic services that they have coverage for and that they may not know about. And so we, you know, in my other company and my other venture, uh, Care Pharmacies, where we own 50 pharmacies across Canada, we have various and in, in very localized areas, great programs, niche programs that are not readily available at most pharmacies. And what we are doing with MedNow is bringing these services to the masses. So this idea wasn't really, or the vision for MedNow didn't come in a post-pandemic world. It's almost a culmination of 15 years of experience within the Canadian healthcare primary care landscape and seeing the inefficiencies, seeing the silos and seeing the lack of access to certain specialty services. And that problem being solved is irrelevant to the pandemic. That will be benefit to Canadians and healthcare for time to come. Um, so the pandemic, it really just gave us an advantage of people being more open to it and people being more accepting to it and obviously the regulations allowing it. But now that it's here, we feel that the value is irrespective of, of a situation. One of the things that I really like that I'm hearing, and you said it directly, and then you're, you've been saying it with everything that you're talking about, what you're trying to do. And, and I heard early on and after the question was you're trying to, that patient outcome, really improve that patient outcome and, and that person's quality of life. And, and that resonates with me, especially on the employee benefit side, because every time I add something to our value proposition or, or you know, Al and I are, are brainstorming, about what more can we bring to the table? Because we want to improve that plan member experience. We want to improve that plan sponsor experience, because of course they want their plan members to have that great experience because then they're going to stay with them. They're going to be satisfied. They're going to be happy. They're going to be effective employees. So that really resonates with us. But you know, Al and I are sitting down with our other business partner uh, in a couple of weeks in August to do our annual planning. And we've been doing this since we launched the company in 2005. And, and we have an ultimate goal with what we want to accomplish with the company. So one of the questions that I love asking other entrepreneurs is, what's the ultimate outcome? Like, where, where do you want to get with this as you're building this? And, and how do you plan on getting there? Yeah, I mean, I can take a first stab and I'd love to, you know, Kareem to you know, chime in as well. The end goal here, you know, it is been very simple from the beginning is utilize technology to bring true value to the end user. And so that can be measured, could be measured by the number of users. It could be measured by, you know, your, your Google ratings. It could be measured by the value you're bringing to the system. And that is a long-term goal. Uh, so ultimately what we have to do is be able to take all our learnings and our blueprint of what works and what doesn't in Canadian healthcare and interject technology in, in such a way that the end user is provided a true value, not a gimmicky value, not a backdoor value, uh, like a true value for the end user where you know the person can say, yes, this made a difference in my life. And so it's a broad goal, but everything we do is always going to that forefront. And if we know if we, if we do that by bringing in the great minds, uh, you know, not trying to reinvent wheels, partnering where we need to, acquiring where we need to, we feel uh, we have the system in place to put together an offering that will truly disrupt. And so our ultimate goal is that MedNow is a household name. When you think about you have a health issue and you're not wanting to leave your house, you think mednow.ca. I know that's kind of a broad uh, goal. You know, our track record and our experience in the market 
kind of gives us the tools to get there. And the funding obviously has been another big piece. Uh, so all these things kind of combined is, is how we're trying to get over there. Yeah, and if I was to add anything to what I think was a very good summary of, of our target, really, if you think about consumerism in general and how we seem to become more and more demanding as consumers by the day because of all the options that we have, we're really trying to create a strong option to health in the form of a med now. And the idea really is to give people a choice that is differentiated. It's going to be a different experience than what you get elsewhere. And people are going to choose it because they want to have that experience. For, for us, that's an opportunity that, uh, especially in a Canadian market where it's a, you know, a singly funded, publicly funded market, uh, when it comes to healthcare, there isn't a strong motivation to differentiate between providers of healthcare because of the fact that everything is essentially covered for. And it's great. It's one of the reasons why we're a very healthy population and we're going to continue to always not have to worry about where we're going to get our medication from or are, are we going to get our meds? Are we going to get our doctor visits and surgeries, whatever else we may need? So where we're starting with pharmacy, it does happen to be one of the parts of healthcare where today people do make a choice to go to one pharmacy over another because of the patient experience that they have. And now we're bringing that forth along with the digital channel and along with other ancillary services and goods that make that experience even more differentiated than an average retail pharmacy that is just on a street corner kind of thing. If we can do that well in pharmacy and then go and execute it again in telemedicine and then go and execute it in other aspects, that back to your original question around the plan member experience is telling them, we're not just going to give you a monthly telemedicine service. We're going to give you a, a vehicle for accessing a lot of your healthcare. And it's going to be mandated. It's going to be sponsored. It's going to be planned. And I think that in itself is something that employers would love to hear because it really creates a certain level of predictability around the experience that this patient or this employee in this case is going to have. And hopefully it would mean that they're going to be doing okay, they're going to be healthy and therefore productive, reduce your absenteeism. And then eventually, if you can elevate to the level of wellness, now you really have a higher level of productivity. So it's not just about, oh, I'm sick for the day, so I'm not going to work. I'm actually present and I'm producing at the highest level. So that's the choice we're trying to enable. And if we can do that really, really well, as we've done in B2C today, go check out our reviews, as, as Ellie had mentioned. We're about to execute exactly on that game plan in the employer space, and, and we feel we're going to be very successful to replicate that success. You know what I like about chatting with folks like yourself and companies like yourself? And people have heard me talk on the podcast about how I love what I do. I'm passionate about what I do. I love helping people. My dad was in this business for 35 years. He passed away last year. And just, just the outpouring of people saying, oh, your dad always made me feel a certain way. So I saw firsthand the impact that he had on what he did, you know, life insurance, mutual. I mean, that was a product that he was selling that he was putting in place for people, but it had a true impact on his life. And, and now what I'm doing, I'm carrying on that legacy. And I truly believe what I do, the plans that I set up, help families, help people along the way, especially at their time of need, when something goes wrong, hopefully nothing goes wrong, but at their time of need, something goes wrong. The stuff that I put in place helps them. And it must be cool for you guys to be building something that you know is going to have an impact. As you just talked about, someone you know being happier, someone being healthier, therefore they're going to be more engaged. They're going to be a better employee. They're going to add, have a bigger contribution and impact to that company. So to me, that's got to feel good for you guys. Yeah, absolutely. I, I always say, you know, healthcare business is really fun. You know, you see an old lady crossing the street, everyone wants to naturally go help her. 
that's our job. You know, we wake up literally trying to help that person and and the people that need us the most. And so it's it's a really good feeling to to be in healthcare and to be able to innovate and create services and provide access to people that wouldn't have the service otherwise. Absolutely, it's pride of ownership and, and pride of work, definitely. So I think you guys have already touched on this a little bit, but I'll explore this a little bit more with you anyway. Is there anything specific that uh, you think the pandemic specifically has taught you about the need for digital healthcare? Uh, Ali, do you want, you want to start off on that one? Yeah, I mean, uh, like kind of we mentioned before, the vision for MedNow was being cultivated you know, a year or so before the pandemic started. And so for us, we were almost at a place ready to, to launch uh, when it did. So in our mind, because we've been witnessing the huge underutilization of technology throughout our careers, we knew that it was needed. What the pandemic did, it really didn't change our, kind of our company's mindset. It kind of changed the governments, the other providers, and most importantly, the consumer's mindset to be more open to it. And it's kind of like once they've tried it now, why would they in certain situations go back? It can never be fully digital. Of course, healthcare can't be. But if 30, 40% of visits start going online in telemedicine, for example, how many taking time off work, going in, parking, waiting in the waiting room is saved? How much time is saved for the physician just, you know, walking between rooms? So there's a lot of efficiencies that I think the pandemic has taught us existed. So it's kind of like it showed us what we didn't know less than it made something come forward, if that made sense. Anything to add on that one? or No, I think that's all. I don't think there's anything much. I mean, at the end of the day, this is all kind of a fun experiment, and we've been privileged to have had the chance to participate in it. I really think the differentiating factor to digital healthcare is going to come now post-pandemic in, in terms of whether people are going to want to remain in that lane, in that channel. It's going to require the support continually of the regulatory bodies and the reimbursement that has to follow to continue to keep these options open for consumers. But yeah, I think it's definitely has been a privilege to, to be part of the solution during the pandemic. Very cool. Well, being a martial artist, I've trained with a, a lot of police over the years, and that's my segue. I don't know how great that is, but that's my segue into Ben now has recently become the preferred provider to Police Pensioners Association of Ontario. Kareem, why don't we throw this one over to you? How important are the institutional accounts to your growth versus consumer, for example? Yeah, absolutely. I'll get to that in a second. But just on the training, I did see you show off on LinkedIn a couple of your gym sessions. So thanks, <laughs> I thanks, had for, to put it- thanks for reminding us that you still get, managed to work out <laughs> throughout the pandemic. When you know, we're all I wasn't, getting- wasn't going to throw it in the corporate video and uh, and our producer said, no, 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 that's part of you. You have to. And, it, and it's funny. That's the part that resonates most with people. I've had so many conversations about, you know, that two second or maybe 20 second clip in the video. So yeah. I mean, honestly, in a way, like the loss of something like that during the pandemic, and you know, can you imagine like that is a key part of being healthy? You know, you're working out on a regular basis. I think to see the human spirit, uh, you know, overcome it anyways, and people are like hanging up from trees and trying to do their, their pull-ups because the gyms exactly. are closed. But yeah, I mean, going back to your question, it's an honor and a privilege to be the preferred pharmacy for the Police Pensioners Association of Ontario. It really is something that for us kind of validates that we belong in a place where, first of all, pensioners, so they have a high need for health and whether that's in medication or any other access to health, it's, it's important that they don't need to worry about how are they going to access their next medication. You know, if they really need to see a doctor, we want to be able to give them easier access to that through the virtual channel. And we know there's a lot of options out there, but really it's about keeping it really simple 
and just saying, hey, there's this one app you have to download or access to our web app, and you can access both a pharmacy and a doctor in that place. So principally, that's the simplicity of that offering and simplicity of that access is one of the key reasons I think we were, were chosen. And then the rest of it is going to be the patient experience that anyone who is a member of the police association or pensioners association is going to experience once they access MedNow. Why we think it's important is that it also kind of back to the original points around planning the care and really planning uh, how can we contribute to a group of patients in this case, rather than what we've been doing so far, which is converting one customer at a time to become fans of MedNow, whether we access that through our online marketing, you know, through Facebook and Instagram and Google and all the rest of the channels that are out there for online advertising. Now we've transformed that into a group of patients and then an association. You know, if, if we're talking economics, that obviously is a, is a reduced cost to acquire these customers. So that's great for the business. It's great for a publicly traded company like ours to, to demonstrate that we can grow a lot quicker than one at a time. But more importantly, what it allows us to do is kind of really blow up the vision from, you know, impressing again, one customer at a time to now, okay, so if you have a group of patients, what can you do in terms of programming and investing in programming that is therapeutic area focused, that is going to go after the specific needs of that population, again, a pensioner population. So, you know, older than 65, what are their needs versus others? So that kind of organizing of our offering and being able to do it in a replicable and a regular way is going to be the advantage that we would get out of an affiliation such as this. And then beyond that, it is really step one of many that we're taking along the way for an institutional business that we're growing quite aggressively. We're in many different conversations with similar channels like insurance companies, like brokers of insurance, and, and then all what you may describe as aggregators of patients. So we feel it's very important that we, we demonstrate to our, our very first and, and most important therefore client, the PPAO, uh, why MedNow is going to make a difference in the health of, of the members of that association. It is the beginning of the journey, so there's a lot more that we're going to be doing to support them. But I, I'd like to invite Ali to kind of add a bit more to really the essence of what that looks like in pharmacy. Yeah, the nice thing about what we're building, which is, you know, regulated pharmacies across Canada, a digital layer that lies above it. And then we always forget we have a call center. We have pharmacists, professionals, and further you know, physicians available to speak to people on the phone. So those three layers, you know, the, the physical, the professional, and the digital infrastructure is very well suited to provide value to businesses. So uh, especially post-pandemic, the health of employees, remote working, digital healthcare has become front and center where we have a very a specific value proposition, again, is in that patient experience. And in the one of the biggest line items uh, that all employers care about, which is drug spend. It is you know, the fastest growing drug uh, spend, not only for governments, but for employers as well. There's a vast number of more and more expensive molecules coming. And a pharmacy like ours, which is an active pharmacy, which works with the plan sponsors in a way to balance patient care and budget. We feel that you know pharmacists are in the best position to try to drive value when it comes to drug spend. So to stop wastage, to, to drive adherence, to do you know medication reconciliations and, and various other things that when you kind of have this kind of accountability with the pharmacy, it's a solution that a lot of the organizations we're talking to find very attractive. 
That's very cool. And you hit the nail on the head. Uh, I mean, that's the conversations that I'm having with every renewal with clients. I mean, depending on the size of the client, we're getting the top DIN list, you know, the top drug identification list. And you're right, Ali. I mean, the, the number of drugs coming out, I mean, they're not getting less expensive. They're getting more expensive. And, and the ones that are in the pipeline that we know about are coming, you know, the, the biologics, it's just, I mean, yes, they are going to have impact and a positive impact on the outcome for that patient down the road and it allow them to have a, a much better uh, lifestyle. But, you know, how do you balance that with employer trying to sustain a benefits plan? So I truly think there's value in having that relationship with a pharmacy team. And I can speak for myself and, you know, an asthmatic growing up, luckily I, I grew out of it or maybe because of fitness, I don't, you know, I'm on no medications anymore for asthma, but, you know, growing up that relationship that I had with my pharmacist, you're right. One of you said it earlier, that was a closer relationship than I had with my doctor because I was talking to that person. So that was my go-to person. So I think whether you're going B2C or talking with plant sponsors, I think there's definitely value by having that data and be able to, to make those appropriate decisions because every employer that I deal with wants to provide that value, but they also, let's, let's face it, it's business. They also have to balance that off with a certain budget that they have. So how do you do that? So I think there's definitely room for a team like yours to have a positive impact on that conversation. Absolutely. Yeah, I think centrally managing a group of patients is kind of the advantage that MedNow would offer uh, versus you think about the traditional PPNs where it's a group of stores or any kind of combination of that, it's very difficult to really create a very coherent starting point and therefore offering, yes, we can always control dispensing fees and markups through the switches and through the PPNs. But beyond that, I think really what we're trying to impact is that aggregated group of patients are going to have more than just an economic advantage. It's going to be the fact that they're getting the same experience, the digital experience in this case, the level of service that they're going to get is going to be consistently the same because it's a pharmacy that's building up from the ground and and growing to support these populations rather than, again, counting and hoping that when they show up to that next brick and mortar store, that member is going to have the same exact experience as another member who went to another store. So I think that's a real advantage that we're, we're trying to put forth because we're digital. Yeah, just to uh, add to that kind of that clinical accountability and standardization, you know, not all pharmacies are created equal. I love pharmacists. I, I work with a lot of pharmacies, but different models are different. Some use pharmacy as loss leaders and, you know, brick and mortar. And a lot of times it's a commodity based type of practice. You know, you come in, here's your fee, you get paid, you know, here's some counseling and, and you're gone. Where what we want to really bring to it is a level of pharmaceutical care, which is a term that we use where, again, it's that holistic approach to the patient. We believe this brand of healthcare, this type of pharmacy practice will in the long run and in a short order as well, start to impact not only patients' lives, but the economics of the spend around them. It also helps to healthier people have less disability later on. And so again, another very important point for employers to try to look at is how can we use this kind of practice of pharmacy, which is a holistic approach, which looks to optimize the medication usage is something that can be really valuable, I think, to plants. Guys, this has been a fantastic conversation. I love doing this podcast, even selfishly, because I, I learn something new every time. So I hope our audience does too. But I just want to thank you both for joining us today and sharing you know, your journey. I think it's been a, a really interesting one and I'm looking forward to continuing. You're in our network now so we can continue to chat with each other and support each other in any way we can. What's the best way for people to reach out to you if they have questions about yourself or what you're doing at BedNow? 
Absolutely. Well, the best way is just to hit us up at mennow.ca. There you learn all about our services and you can reach out to our contact form to really connect with our team there. Anyone who's really looking to further the institutional conversation and, and just employers and insurance and brokers, please send us a note to benefits at mennow.ca. And that would really be the best and fastest way to reach me to, to continue that conversation. Absolutely. All right, folks, that does it for today's episode. Oh, I really enjoyed this conversation. As always, I hope you did too. If you have any questions for Al or myself, please feel free to give us a call or by joining the conversation on LinkedIn. Success leaves clues, my friends. And remember, it all starts with one. <laughs>